Welcome back, friends. James Corbett here, CorbettReport.com. You are tuned into Propaganda Watch, and this week on the D program, we're going to be looking at a particularly interesting doozy of a piece of propaganda. Uh, in fact, an example of a time when the propagandist's mask slips, or perhaps that's not even the best way to put it, because I think we often think of the propagandists as people who are self-consciously lying to the public, self-consciously trying to deceive the public because they know the truth and they are trying to peddle a lie. But in fact, that is not always the case. And we're going to look at a very specific example of that that I think is very revealing about the worldview of the most effective propagandists, namely people who actually believe the lies that they are peddling. In this case, we're going to be looking specifically at Barton Gelman, who might, that name might, might ring a bell for some of you out there. He was the Washington Post reporter who was one of the three people originally entrusted with the Snowden archive, or so we are told in that snow job narrative that has been constructed uh, over the last several years. Of course, Laura Poitras and Glenn Greenwald being the other uh, two people. But Barton Gelman of the Washington Post was one of the sources that uh, Snowden entrusted with that archive. And he recently wrote, well, in the last couple of months, he recently penned Dark Mirror, Edward Snowden and the American Surveillance State, where he goes into some detail about his reporting on the Snowden archive. And since I do keep up with these things, I did read the book. And there was one very short passage that if you had blinked, you would miss it, that I found exceptionally revealing. It uh, comes in basically the middle of the book, where he's writing, The first time I heard the term first fruits, a confidential source told me to search for it on the internet. All I turned up were ravings on blogs about spooky plots. The Bush administration, according to these accounts, had an off-the-book spying program akin to the work of the former East German Stasi. First fruits allegedly listened in on journalists, political dissenters, members of Congress, and other threats to the globalist order. In some versions of the story, the program marked its victims for arrest or assassination. Even the respectable left-wing opinion site Daily Costs included an overheated tale about first fruits in its unmoderated community section. As best I could tell, these stories all traced back to a series of posts by a man named Wayne Madsen, who has aptly been described as a paranoid conspiracy theorist in the tradition of Alex Jones, on whose radio show he often appears. After reporting that foreign intelligence services had proof that Barack Obama's birth certificate was a forgery, Madsen did a follow-up story that Obama White House wants Wayne Madsen killed. I did a little bit of reading in these fever swamps and concluded that First Fruits was a crank's dark fantasy. So, <laughs> okay, let's take a moment to detail what we so far know about this First Fruits program from Barton Gelman himself. Some source told him to look it up. He found this crazy conspiracy theorist with these crazy tales about the NSA spying on journalists, and he concluded this was all some crank's fantasy. Nothing to see here, folks. And he doesn't mention, but that original report of Wayne Madsen was from 2005. So fast forward nearly a decade, and suddenly Barton Gelman is going through the Snowden archives, and what does he find? As he continues, Then came the day I found my name in the Snowden archive. Once again, the journalism gods reminded me that grains of truth turn up in the least likely places. Sixteen documents, including the one that talked about me, named First Fruits as a counterintelligence database that tracked unauthorized disclosures in the news media. 
Madsen's blog posts were full of outlandish accusations. For instance, that the NSA relied on First Fruits for plugging any leaks of classified or other invo- uh, information that points to U.S. government's involvement with the terrorist attacks on September 11, 2001. Even so... The blogger knew three things that no one had reported publicly before. The NSA did have a database called First Fruits. It focused on press leaks. And it fell under the rubric of a denial and deception D&D unit within the NSA's Signals Intelligence Directorate. Okay, so let's stop for a moment to consider what has just happened in that past paragraph. So this crazy fever swamp conspiracy theorist and raving lunatic had the name, the right uh, hierarchy, where it fits in the NSA hierarchy, and what it actually did, what it focused on, had all of those details a decade before this intelligence analyst for the Washington Post, who's this hailed Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist who has done all this great work on all of these important national security stories, he scooped this Washington Post journalist by a decade and how does Barton Gelman react to this? He at least mentions Wayne Madsen by name. He actually at least credits him with having broken the story, so I guess there's that. But the fact that he even brings this story up to me indicates that Barton Gelman doesn't even realize how much of the, his own propaganda swill he has imbibed over the years. That anything that mentions, oh, anything from these internet theories, theory sites that aren't the respectable left-wing opinion sites like Daily Cause, <laughs> uh, anything that comes from that is just automatically stupid and wrong, and don't bother even looking into that. It's just complete crank nonsense. But actually, it was completely right. <laughs> so, of course, he does try to mitigate that in a couple of ways. I mean, first of all, I mean, the really the only moment, tiniest glimmer of the idea that uh, Gelman engaged in any sort of internal conflict or any sort of engagement with this idea that he, in fact, had been completely, insanely, spectacularly wrong in dismissing this First Fruits program came in, comes in that sentence, once again, the journalism gods reminded me that grains of truth turn up in the least likely places which is a nice way of waving your hand over it. Oh, well, look, here's some grains of truth about this massive program that, uh, you know, I completely dismissed because it didn't come from the right, the right person speaking in the right way. <laughs> but the journalism gods have reminded me that truth sometimes pops up in these strange places, which is a nice way of waving your hand over the whole thing. And then, of course, he goes on to say that, well, you know, Madsen can't be relied on because he attached all these crazy claims to this story, like the NSA used First Fruits to plug any leaks of classified information pointing to U.S. government involvement with the terror attacks on 9-11. But wait, didn't Gelman just admit that he didn't even know the existence or acknowledge the existence of this program that was reported a decade before he ever countenanced its existence, really simply because he didn't believe uh, Madsen, he, he, he's a crazy conspiracy theorist, so I'm not going to look into this. I'm not going to bother reporting it with my inside sources in the intelligence community that he likes to brag about throughout the entire rest of this book. But on this particular case, oh, I'm not even going to bother to look into that because it can't be true, because I don't believe it. And that, that goes to the heart of what this is about, ultimately. This is about belief, about worldview, and this is what you get from 
these mainstream, respectable journalists. In fact, it's what you get from every form of journalist, of course, as I've talked about before, the myth of journalistic objectivity. But Gelman rides on that cloud of objectivity. He has the objective viewpoint, although he sometimes, you know, gets it a little bit wrong. He misses a story like First Fruits, but eh, don't, don't think too deeply about that. And when he says that there is nothing to that U.S. government involvement in 9-11 thing, you better believe him because he's a respectable Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. Well, anyway, I think it's funny how he outs himself, essentially, in just those couple of pages. And he does go on and talk a little bit more about First Fruits, but not much. And that's Again, it's sort of this moment of zen that's plopped right there in the center of his narrative that I thought was worth highlighting. Now, if you want to actually see the actual reporting that Wayne Madsen was doing a decade before Gelman ever even laid eyes on Snowden's documents, I will point you to NSA spied on its own employees, other U.S. intelligence personnel, journalists, and members of Congress that was posted up to... Uh, to Global Research uh, in December of 2005 by Wayne Medson. And uh, that report starts by talking about how NSA spied on its own employees, other U.S. intelligence personnel, and their journalist and congressional contacts. Wayne Madsen Report has learned that the National Security Agency, on the orders of the Bush administration, eavesdropped on the private conversations and email of its own employees, employees of other U.S. intelligence agencies, including the CIA and DIA, and their contacts in the media, Congress, and oversight agencies and offices. And it goes on in some degree of detail about the program, how it's set up, how it was commissioned, what it's used for, etc. Again, a lot of which was proven startlingly accurate a decade later, right? Um, in fact, there was a follow-up in 2016 um, from the Wayne Madsen report directly. Uh, newly released Snowden disclosures verify NSA's first fruit database. Um, where he talks about um, some of the, uh, the documents that basically confirm his original reporting. And at the end of that article, he writes, At the time of Wayne Madsen Report's report in 2005, a number of journalists scoffed at the notion that NSA would be keeping tabs on journalists and even questioned whether First Fruit was a mere invention. But once again, Wayne Madsen Report's initial and follow-on reports about First Fruit have borne fruit, albeit 10 years later and the doubters about the existence of such a system can now dine on their ample servings of crow. Well, I guess Gelman has dined on crow in his in his own book about this subject, although, hmm, did he really? I mean, it, he again, he hand waves over the entire thing, and if you blinked it, you would have missed it while reading through his book, because it really only takes up a page in a very voluminous account. So... It is interesting. It is certainly a moment of Zen, as I say, in the moment in the in the midst of that Snowden narrative that Gilman is attempting to to write there. And I think it does say something important about pop propaganda and how it best functions through establishment media mouthpieces. Is that it's not that again, it's not that they have to hire liars who will knowingly know the truth, but then go out and lie and propagandize for the lies. And, and put those in front of the public as self-conscious lies. No, the most effective propagandists are people like Gelman, who, you know, really, deep down, really believe this propaganda construct that, that they are pushing out to others, that here is the intelligence agencies, and I know what I know, and I also know what I don't know about what's going on behind that veil, and, oh, 
Wait, I was completely, terribly, 100% wrong for dismissing this extremely important scoop for a decade. But don't think about that. Don't worry. I've got it now. And now I know exactly what that program was about, and I know exactly the limits of my knowledge of it, and I know exactly what claims are completely outlandish, and I can continue to preach from my cloud of objectivity exactly what you should and shouldn't believe about stories like this, because I have it right. (laughs) You know, he genuinely believes that. He's not trying to sell to anyone on it. He wouldn't have put it in his book if he didn't genuinely believe it. He still is expecting people to read through that passage and go, oh yeah, that Wayne Madsen guy sounds like a conspiracy crank, but this Gelman guy sounds really good. (laughs) It doesn't come across that way to me, and I imagine anyone else who's actually reading this book with open eyes, they see that Gelman has just admitted his own ignorance, his own astounding ignorance. Uh, on an extremely important matter that directly pertained to him, him personally, by name. (laughs) And yet he still glosses over it. Again, I think this is an interesting moment of insight into how the propagandists function at that level. They are not all necessarily bought and paid for in the sense that they, they know that they are crafting lies. I think they genuinely believe the lies, and that makes them the most effective people for putting this propaganda narrative out there. Anyway, other than that, I really don't particularly recommend Dark Mirror unless you are exceptionally interested in every detail of the Snowjob story, at least the official account of it, for whatever that's worth. But I thought that particular moment was worth highlighting. And uh, I think it tells us something interesting about propaganda and the way it functions. On that note, that's going to do it for today. James Corbett, CorbettReport.com.